You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Never know until the day of. Then so it's always what like a joke song? What song That's would that be? That's between me and God, man. Okay, excellent. Um, well, guys, uh, first and foremost, we have a uh, guest here tonight, uh, star of stage and screen. Um, uh, known worldwide as for his humanitarian efforts, and um, a hell of a guy, and he sure knows how to uh, drink a Tecate beer. <clears throat> it's not good. <laughs> this, is what, this is what the kids in Bay Ridge say. It's uh, not a beer you really want to tangle with in the morning. Um, <laughs> uh, without further ado, let me introduce Blake Schwarzenbach to the podcast. Did hey I guys, it's, I gotta tell you, it's just lovely to be on the drive with you. Thank you. You know, nothing I like more than just a long night, just uh, hitting it with a bud. You know, oh yeah! Maybe we'll hit a deer tonight. <laughs> Watch out for deer. Yeah. What I really <laughs> love is, is just narrowly averting hitting a deer. Yeah, yeah. Then, you're, then you're awake that. for another six hours of, <laughs> I of know. late night drive. We're, we're, we only experience <laughs> the uh, the abject terror of actually hitting the deer. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, people waking up and thinking we hit a shopping cart. In yeah, that's cute. <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, the fuck of a van in retrospect, man. That thing is a real tank. Yeah, we're talking about our van, John Van Urgen. Um, it's an old Dodge van that uh, I had a deer with and kept going. What kind of what year and what kind of it was Dodge? A Dodge uh, Ram two fifty. Let's say ninety six, maybe. Prime time conversion was a ninety six. Yeah, I'll tell you, I had it, man. You did. Yeah, Jawbreaker. We we had a we had a Ram two. I think we had a two fifty. That's exactly the one we had. It was it's a, a right passage? Man. I, oh, yeah. I, it was Chris Chris's van. I mean, he was the title holder, so it was his <laughs> baby. But that was our our vehicle. And the thing ran. Did you ever change the oil? 
I don't think we we did. Chris was very assiduous about maintenance. Yeah. Um, but we lost a U joint up in uh, Portsmouth, New New Hampshire, I believe, or up up there. Tragic, really tragic. <laughs> Many uh, three souls went down that day <laughs> to the watery grave. Oh, so that was it. After that, it was no. We got a fix. Okay. But we lost the main show. We had a Bangor or something oh. show, and they were <laughs> to go um, from a main show. First, first show ever in Maine, and you know what? Turns out, Jawbreakers last never should. We never played Maine. <laughs> never played forty nine states. Played all these states, but not Maine. Wait, so how many states do you think you've played? Because our band, we were in a band named End of a Year, which I'm sure you've listened to hundreds of times. <laughs> no, I got the demos. I mean, the Tossing Seeds comp was amazing. Thank like, you very much. Really love that stuff. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, we've played probably 38 states. Something like that. Yeah. That's, why aren't you guys, why don't you have more money? Uh, well, that's, that's the first thing. When states. I wake up in the morning, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, <laughs> why you asshole, have, like, why don't you have more money? <laughs> why don't you have more, more money? Well, well, clearly you put in the miles, you know, you put in the legwork. Mm-hmm. You think you get paid once in a while. Uh, well, we were on the precipice of signing a major label deal. Not really. With victory? <laughs> I think I slept through this. Oh, yes. You walked right into that door, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, major label deal with Victory, uh, and part of the contract with Victory was that I had to lose a considerable amount of weight, which was not in the cards for me, obviously. So. You tried. In, yeah, well, they had Judge, you know. So. Oh yes, Judge playing Philadelphia so. tonight. Blake, uh, we have. Are I they? My, I have my car right? here. Do you want to drive and go see Judge? <laughs> I would. I would totally do that. Would yeah. you really? Yeah, yeah, I love hardcore. <laughs> I do. I grew up with it. No kidding. What are you, some of your favorite bands? Well, Chromax. Cool. In New York, hardcore. I mean, I, I'm a West Coaster, but like when I lived in New York and heard Age of Quarrel, mm-hmm. that spoke to me in a Black Flag way. That like I knew the Apocalypse from Greg Ginn. Okay. But then when I heard like Well, Born Against, and I think that Chromax record is hard to beat, man. That's <laughs> some dark material. That really is. I. <laughs> In a, in a non-ironic fashion, I occasionally lift weights to that album because <laughs> it's just like I do feel like I so could. Hateful. In a ironic <laughs> fashion. Well, I do feel like I could take a bite out of the weights when I'm lifting. Uh, when I do that, that and I listen to a lot of new metal also when I lift. Oh yeah. Yeah. Does that get you going? Get the gets the get R- the weights gets going. the RPMs up. Yeah, sure. Let <laughs> um, the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, I heard that was a big hit over in Iraq a few years ago. It was. Oh yeah. In yeah. the Humvees. Yeah, when you put the headphones on while you're fighting a, a fighting co- like in combat, which is It's a, like a video game. It's awesome. You just kill them and you don't even see them anymore. Pantera too. They love Pantera. <laughs> Pantera. Do they? Well, who doesn't love that Pantera? Was Daryl. That was That's, you know, that's a that skewed Dimebag Daryl. Yep. Where were you that's, when That's that's dark. Where were you when Dimebag Daryl died? I don't really know because I wasn't super familiar with the catalog, but I've I've uh, seen some of his products. I know he does a wah wah pedal. Yeah, which I like actually. Of... I think it's a really great pedal. You have that. You I it. wanted. I couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah. It's bucks. Especially maybe now there's a little more, uh-huh. you know, value attached. Okay. Um, I never used pedals at all when I played. Did you ever use pedals, Andrew? I actually, I've got a pretty <clears throat> sick pedal board now, but uh, when you and I were playing, I, uh, I was didn't have straight to from guitar to, uh, guitar to amp. <laughs> you didn't have to keep up at all. I was the no, worst. No, if you showed up with a cable, we were usually in good shape. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what are you guys, Bo Diddley? Like, get down to Guitar Center and buy a, you know, buy a stereo phaser. <laughs> I'm sure Boss has one for like 300 and, well, only two payments of $5. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was funny. I went to uh, I went to the Guitar Center in uh, in Queens in uh, Sunnyside once for like one thing. I needed picks or some like really. Um, no, nope, you know what? I needed a uh, a Boss power uh, supply thing for my my. Did tuner. you really? Oh uh, yeah, it's just you know it was whatever. Uh, and I still to this day get postcards from that Guitar Center, hand signed by some poor schlub working there, and it always says. Hey man, boss pedals rule like Keith <laughs> or fucking John. From Keith. Like there's a sad fucking script these guys have to write on their uh, on their postcards. Like, hey bro, boss pedals. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with that. Is that right? <laughs> Andrew, I'm gonna disagree with you. Listen, I was listen. I'm gonna speak like Windsor Terrace. Listen, Poppy. Tell us about Takate. I can. Well, first, I'd like to tell you about Guitar Center in America, which is kind of coming through with the salespeople. Is that first, right? Yeah, Atlantic Center. I've got guys down there. They've helped me with PA's. They've helped me with like recording stuff, and they're down. Like they're musicians who are you know working this shitty retail job. I applied like hell to work there when I first moved to Brooklyn, and they did not call me back. Well, maybe you weren't uh, GC stuff. I yet. clearly I wasn't. I mean, as uh, as evidenced by my, maybe. you know, like my eyes bugging out at the script on the. Uh... Maybe you weren't GC stuff yet. <laughs> so that explains it. you're bitter because they didn't hire you, and now you're. Oh yeah, exactly. I actually well, I throw garbage at the window when I walk past it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really I did have a wonderful experience though on this last trip. Um, and it was in an outer suburb of Chicago, maybe, and we had to rush to a guitar center. And Emergency. I ended up buying a USB turntable that I could play on stage. It was $79, this new mark. Yeah. Was that the rush to get the USB turntable? It turned out to be... Nice. I didn't know. You know, I, I was lost in the supermarket, and suddenly I found this, this need. Running, did you run many red lights to get there in time? What was the, what was the original reason why you went to Guitar Center in Chicago? Well, that's touchy. And that's there was, why, there that's was why some breakage. That's why we're here. This is a cathartic experience, Blake. I, you know, as much as I love me and all things me, okay. what really concerns me is the millennials. And this is a thing. It's a. It's a. It's an uncomfortable theory, and a lot of people don't like to talk about it. Okay. But I don't know if you've read any of the literature or like been amongst them. I've, uh, as a former teacher, I've definitely been amongst. Oh amongst man. Them. Do you, are you familiar with the millennials? Have you um, ever touched I, one or <clears throat> been in a room, been in, say, at a party where they might have one might have gotten in? <laughs> Both. Yes. Oh. Not touched in any particularly illicit way, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I have, God forbid. I, have, um, I am a man who enjoys the company of a woman, but not in a millennial way. You start. <laughs> Wait, what age group is that? We don't know exactly. That's the mystery. It's, it's kind people of that were slip. born roughly around the millennium, is my understanding. Like people who right now are like 13, 14 oh, years wait, old. Oh, wait, I like them. Like I like them. Oh, you like them? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the, it's the ones who are inheriting the world as we speak. Right. Oh, okay. They're, they're kind of driving the engines of reproduction, of material reproduction. And, you know, they run the cable. Um, they, they really rule Manhattan. I think. I mean, this is what based on what I've read in the tabloids, and of course it's pure speculation, but I think it's the kind of 
neo maxi zoom dweeby <laughs> you know brad leadership guy who's like kind of date rapes on the side but make clocks like 90 g's working for spin or some bullshit magazine <laughs> i actually guy, you know you see him out those Williamsburg guys. once in a while he'll be out there with his buds and you know and there's also this female equivalent in the millennial society and they they i don't them i don't understand as much but i think more robotic and with a lot more eating disorder issues and anger issues so they've this society has landed so say the (laughs) the magazines this amongst is, us so would you say and they're living right around they're living yeah we live amongst them yeah i, I could actually throw a rock door. out the window and speak hit one too so as i guess kind of touching on that would you say as a person who um experienced the roaring 90s in in every way as you as you've confessed to us earlier you you made your fortune in the 90s <clears throat> i did i make, made a nice pile back then yeah can you explain to us what went wrong? Because I believe that we did, we have peaked as a society, and we peaked as a society in the mid '90s. Oh, so you're not even post irony; you're post society. Yeah, dude, you were like, <laughs> you're like that dude from Fallout Boy. I don't know if you read the New Yorker profile by Sasha Frere Jones, but this is perfect. at some point the bass player says, and this was a pull quote. I can use that language because I'm, I'm, I have a master's degree in English literature and I'm now a fellow at the Graduate Center where I'll be teaching English in the coming years. Perfect. So I would say, you know, on my own authority, that uh, the pull quote on the Fallout Boy feature piece in The New Yorker by Sasha Frere Jones, who's a very <laughs> interesting journalist. Okay. Because we definitely want to highlight those guys. They're fascinating, right? <laughs> and uh, the thing the bass player said. Yeah, I'm not really into that whole society thing. <laughs> this, this, this was to undergird his vegan status. Okay, oh, good. so he was like, "Listen to Earth Crisis and just loving it, man." And that's what I love about the New Yorker. They're so positive about trends and trending. They're great. They're wonderful American. I have a feeling uh, that tradition. This is something that you've wanted to get off your chest for a while. No, I'm flat as a board, man. I've got no, I've got no <laughs> grudge. No no tits to grind. <laughs> Which of those Fallout Boy... Did, one of those guys was in Race Trader in the 90s. Yeah. Just like the, the most, like, baiting-ass fucking, like, shitty, like, fake controversial hardcore band. And, like, I, in recent memory, no no question. I don't know if there was the bassist or Pete Wentz or whatnot. I have to look that up. Well, I don't know. We actually... A good friend of ours also played in Race Trader briefly. Who? Uh, that was Rich Miles played in, uh, in Race Trader briefly. I believe Rich, I, I might hey man, be. You, you had your you moment. Know. You know what happened? I, you that's really a really good down. question. <laughs> I you wish I had Rich in, Miles' uh, phone number right now. I'd get him on the horn and uh, and get some answers. Yeah, we got technology, man. That's what the millennials. The one the one thing they have. They're real. They're uh, they're Warcraft. You know, they're sort of forever <laughs> forever your funeral. My roommate is plays, technology. My roommate, who is not a millennial, plays. <coughs> An exorbitant amount of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and uh, he's also a child of the '90s. So I think he's—I conf- think he might be a little confused. Also, Andrew's roommate back in the day. In the yeah, 90s. he was uh, something else. He wasn't my roommate as much as a guy who slept on my couch for an extreme, extreme period of time, like months, easily. <laughs> 
Didn't you encourage him to commit suicide at one point? If, if we're talking about this on the podcast, yeah, there was a point where we got bored. It was New Year's Eve, and me awesome. and a few <laughs> house so guests cool. just decided that we were like, we should just try and convince this guy to kill himself, because he was very, very depressed. And it, was, that, was that because you liked the guy and wanted to help him out, help him wake up? I didn't have or any strong really feelings. I actually, I have no strong feelings in the man <clears> whatsoever. He's like, he's an alright guy. But when someone sleeps on your couch for like a month and a half, there's a certain point where you, you want to sit down and watch <laughs> The Great Outdoors. You know, you just like want to kick back. And right. when that dude's there and he's like playing noise music on his four track uh, recorder, it, it doesn't gel. Um, yeah, in retrospect, kind of a mean-spirited <laughs> thing for me to do. But uh, Oh, you know. come on, man. No backtrack. Hey, you know, yeah, just, just say, no backtrack. Don't walk it back. Like, <laughs> what's up, dude? I'm going to own it. <laughs> so, like, in what ways would you encourage this person to destroy We actually, themselves? it was only, it was maybe half an hour where we just sat there and watched the movie yeah, and we're like, minimize. really, we're actually straight up being like, hey, you, maybe, maybe you should just jump in the river. Man, I don't know. Like, was he things really depressed? You know, like, was he that was his whole outlook? Was like, yeah. oh, nothing's worth it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, now I'm doubtful on that score because I'm a friend of depression. Like, we've done deep, deep drives together. Okay. You know, this guy and I, we like, we've been, to, you know, I, I'm gonna close. Join bank quote account. Fucking Roth right now. Great. All right, Philip Roth. No, David Lee Roth. All right. <laughs> I've been to the edge. I stood and looked down. I, I'm, I'm probably oh. paraphrasing. You know, I lost a lot of friends there, oh, baby. <laughs> I've got no time, time to, to mess, mess around. around. <laughs> All right, he didn't even have, have to drop the f bomb to get that thing seriously fewer. It's true, and I think people who uh, perform their own depression publicly maybe have less credibility than those people who weep alone. Oh, no question. That's such a good, you know? <laughs> such a good, people who perform their depression publicly. It's perfect. That's like that's um, New York now. Oh yeah. like so oh, much yeah. public disdain. I'm like really because like. I'm just happy to be alive and making rent. I don't smile. I'm no sunbeam on the street. You know? <laughs> but people are like, oh that. my god, I've got to like walk through the sun again to get to my car service, probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> which is going to take me to the helicopter, which is going to take me to Versace, which is going to take me to Long Island. Which is gonna... And that's hard. Tell you, man, I was just in Des Moines. Those people would probably say otherwise, but they're fucked up too. I hate them. In Des Moines, you can't win. There's no place to go. I was actually thinking about that today because I think anyone who lives in New York can relate to. There are some days where you're just not meant to leave your house. Like you leave your house and everything just goes wrong immediately, and you're like, "Oh, I wasn't supposed to do this. I was supposed to be inside in the air conditioning." playing a video game from 20 years ago like I wasn't meant to be on this street watching this guy try and back me over on a motorcycle um <laughs> how and I'm assuming this is semi autobiography oh 100% <laughs> this is a guy who actually back you over with a motorcycle tried That's... to back over me with a motorcycle like I'm standing right there and he's just wheeling himself back on the motorcycle and we both get so involved I mean like yo what are you doing that both of us nearly get hit by a bus the buses were in a bus stop and this guy is not honking as he pulls over I, it, today was just one of those days you're not supposed to leave the house and I think uh, I think every New Yorker will uh, at some point have those days if they haven't already believe me yeah I don't even know how we got on this subject no can we go to film right now absolutely I, I got a cut for you man this is a deep cut 8 million ways to die with Andy Garcia Oh, it's wow. like a it's a real noir potboiler from the eight late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like you know me and my friends in high school we loved that movie we, we thought it was just so sick yeah when we saw it and uh 
I think New York really reflects that now. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I have to go and take a look. Well, because what you're saying is like when you really go outside and think about it, there's eight million ways to die in New York before you even get off across your threshold. You know, you might see an ex date in the hallway. You might read the internet. You might, uh, and then you know, you might get run over by a, a motorcycle <laughs> going backwards and a bus well, not paying attention. Hit, he almost got hit by a cab once too. And you kicked the cab. Yeah, that got a little heavy. That got pretty, uh, pretty intense. <laughs> I know. I lived in New York. I did. I took the. I took the short trip. I dated a girl. Went to Pratt. About ten years younger than me. Awesome, right? Millennial. For, awesome, yeah, millennial, kind of. <laughs> First, awesome right off the bat. You know, before, okay, if you've been 10 years younger than me, how I look, to go after me, to pursue me. She pursued you. I, yeah, hard to believe. She right? was feeling it. I, I remember when you guys met. I right. Was, yeah, I was the only Andrew one there. there. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew had that dude drop. I watched you dude assholes drop. play Goldeneye for 40 minutes before Cute. I went. And, uh, you were playing pinball together? No, we were playing a little video game. Oh, even, well, not cuter than pinball. But, no, oh, no. But I, I'm pulling no for questions. you guys. All right, so what happened? Uh, well, well she's, it's a woman, it's beautiful, to, uh, men. This is about 2008 in Williamsburg, so there's a lot of mustaches. Men and very, <laughs> very lean, tall, lean men were suiting. Like, that's were well suiters. after the Gilded Age. That's the millennial. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a high millennial. Really, oh, yeah. 2008, high millennial. She was being courted by many. It was like, it was gone of the kind of like gone of the wind. She was being courted by many men. <clears throat> and I just swashbuckled my way into her heart. Way to go, Errol Flynn. Man. I know. I'm for you. Fat, I love this. Fat bearded Errol Flynn. It's amazing. But Flynn had a. He was not. He's like me. Like he wasn't afraid to you know like show a little. They got a little show a lot. I show. I I always. Uh, I always wear my t-shirts with pride. <laughs> but it was great, and uh, I lived in Fort Greene, the Fort Greene section of Brooklyn. Beautiful, lovely neighborhood. Beautiful. Yeah. Expensive. We, I paid six seventy-five for Rosie's half. Rosie's over there. Rosie? Oh, yeah. Perez? Yeah. Long time resident. Rosie Perez. Public resident. Like, very down. <laughs> I like me. that we, were, we knew we were talking about Rosie Perez and not like Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Or Rosie Greer. Yeah, you know, he got attached to Bruce Dern, and it was like tricky for him. He got a hair transplant, I mean a head transplant, and like shit got ugly. Shit got real weird. He's like, what happened? <laughs> Just trying to play football, and I ended up in this B movie. <laughs> no, Rosie Greer is cool, man. I wish he lived in Fort Greene. Yeah, we go would, hang out. Would you hang out? Oh, that would be great. Let's go see if we can find Rosie Greer. Is he still alive? Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm gonna fact check you guys. We'll find out. Yeah, That's he, a question. He's yeah. really big into fact checking. He's like a closet pedant. I've been trying to get Rich Miles' phone number this whole time. So. A closet pedant. Well, let's face it. I mean, it's, speaking of sports, it's been a big week. Now, are you a in, lot of crazy now, stuff Now, are you going of the this. school of sports are okay and it's you can be like a punker and still like sports? Well, I think if you don't do a sport yourself, yeah. you're going to be a sad person. Thank I think you. being in your body and like being athletic. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Jets Brazil toured with Promise Ring. All right, mm-hmm. we were very... New York artistic guys, yeah, i.e. like hopelessly introverted and messy, <laughs> right? And they just played basketball every day in Europe. All right, we we yeah. opened like our first tour was opening for the Promise Ring, and they would they would they would pull the fucking van over and play basketball. And I'm Swiss, right, and <laughs> Scottish and Black Irish. Yeah. So believe you me, man, it didn't take me more than two stops to like wanted to get in the game, or I just went swimming because I'm like, yeah, I'm just a natural athlete. That's great. 
So I think sports are with it. totally cool. Oh, yeah. I used to bring a football on tour with us. Mm-hmm. And what's the matter with sports? <laughs> <We'd be talking laughs> Who's against sports? Well, we, the millennials. Oh, oh, perfect example. They yeah, watch we it, they buy it, but they, they pay for it, but they don't yeah. do it. Perfect example. The same thing. Like we were on tour, and we would always toss the football around uh, in front of the venue just to kill time, and people would be looking at us like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> like jocks or something? Totally. And that yeah. still happens. Like, it's still it's so weird to me. Like, Oh, I just don't understand sports. I just don't get it, you know. And it's this like is actually this is this is a fun question because you uh, in in your musical life you have uh, many more fans than us, you know, obviously. But I know, uh, you guys got like three hundred followers, man. That's more than people. That's more than people are coming out to my shows. But we share. We have an overlap or a that's share. Why I'm here, we actually. I want to get some of your fans. <laughs> kind of siphon off. I don't think it'll be Try hard to get a few. Yeah, <laughs> on the side. You know? um, Perfect. We shared the same sort of uh, college yeah. freshman living in the uh, in the dorm style. Really, just hurt hurt kids who don't yeah don't you know don't like football, don't like you know this really anemic towards sports and anemic towards like uh, I don't know like manly pastimes. You know, as <laughs> manly pastimes. Sure, you know what I'm thinking in the spirit of the '90s, penny royalty. That's what you're describing to me. Really. Interesting. Oh, that's right. Like the anemic. Oh, you know, like, I got it. The okay. refrain in that, like, give me Leonard Cohen afterlife uh-huh. so I can die eternally. It's too bad no one ever noticed that that lyric happened. <laughs> and that it's, like, pretty much up there with all lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to think that when I'd listen to the, this, the track. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so, like, you guys were, you weren't psyched on sports because you were going through some homesickness, heart well, sickness. This is one of those things I find like I'm I'm curious in your uh, your situation. How many times when you play a show do you meet a kid who is as soft as an overripe avocado? Like you know the kind of kid where you like put your finger through him. How do you feel on that at this point? Because like, every time we play a show, I end up talking to some kid that I well, want to smush. I want to like face yeah. smush. We would always roll in there like fucking yeah, and that, that's to your point. It's like we would always roll in there like fucking Steppenwolf. You know, like seriously. <laughs> Thank God, man. We, Someone's we, got it. Well, we toured with we toured with uh, a couple bands where like real soft, and we're like introducing them to like heroin and shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, the band, but mean. we would say on stage, be like, we've introduced them to the poppy, and shit like that. <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, like, uh, like what do you what, like? Yeah, like how do you feel? Like what without you, alienating anybody, without of course. Alienating anybody. Sure. No, I mean, I. Yeah, I know what you mean, I, and I've had a lot of avocado uh, children come up to the van, and you know, just and, and they're like they are like bugs that just smash themselves on your windshield as you're going 65 miles an hour, and I'm just like fucking ZZ Top, dude, get over your shit. Like we go 65, you can't handle it. Your your bug juice on my windscreen. Yeah, you either... and at the same time you want to be a, a, like a, an older brother or like a friend. That's that's true. I that's... was that guy, absolutely. Yeah. I just never really thought that I had the right to walk right up to a band that I love and say like, hi, I'm Darren and I like to read books. Therefore, you should be fascinated to go out to coffee with me. And I can't tell you the number of times, especially in Jets to Brazil, yeah. when young men would come up and just say, here, they give me their resume and say, we should go out for burritos right now before you sound check. What would you Jesus, do? I just got a headache behind my left eye here. <laughs> what, 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 what did you ever like indulge them? Were they like, like if you were like, did you ever say yeah, sure? 
And then they like their minds were blown, or we ever, we did just shine them on the whole time. Well, I had a kind of standard line that I would use, which was like, "If you'll blow me behind the club quickly, <laughs> then we can go get vegetarian pizza and talk about Moby Dick, which you just took out of my." Uh, I can't finish it. I can't remember. <laughs> and that never worked. They're always like, "Nah, dude, I'm just gonna go." Uh, with, like, read my Jack Kerouac book. You shook know. their foundations. They're like, I love Justin Brazil so much, but then yeah, the dude, the dude asked me to blow him. Well, they, no, they, never wanna, they don't actually. They're not party people. No, like that's no, really what I'm saying. I, they were missing the party. They were, and they were right there. It's like, here's your guy. You know, I'm uh, whatever I would be to them as as those amazing. No, I'm not saying I'm amazing, but. <laughs> When I would go to shows and I'd be standing next to like Dave Yao or, you know, Mike Watt or something, I didn't. I had no inclination to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. I was just like smiling cool. and I was like waiting for you to do your thing. And <laughs> then I, they would let them, and they would go. I would let them. Yeah. And they would go <laughs> allow and do them. their we, thing. We recorded. Uh, <laughs> we, re- we recorded um, <clears throat> a record at Inner Ear Studios. And uh, it's a wonderful room. It's great. It really yeah, is. I did really a lot. Of, did a lot of cuts in there. Yeah perfect and but it was cool but at the same thing it was like i went to go get a like a, like a drink of water and gee was tra- was doing mastering in the, the little side silver silver studio or whatever and uh we went to the sink at the same time and i was just kind of like oh there you go man okay yeah. but i wasn't like oh my god like we need to can i hold your water glass can we for go you? Get, yeah, yeah can i can Did, i you know what you're telling me is that you took the marginal man like promo photo into the bathroom and like did a little business <laughs> i did a little business <laughs> that, I, I beat my dad and actually do just clean it and like put it back appropriately <laughs> it's all good I did, it's fine i did masturbate a lot that weekend <laughs> <laughs> there was a week we were there for like a week we were there for a week but he uh, don's the entire let us sleep there and uh and one night he you know, came in, came into my bunk, and uh, you know, got weird. Got we should weird. get Don on the podcast. I've talked to him in years. Donna. We still owe him money and a sweatshirt. Oh my god! Call the Jesus. label. Call the label. Call well, the yeah, label. I think they're very, they're a very high dealing bunch down there. You know, I've, I've never had anything but total etiquette. Oh god! From yeah. DC and I just noticed my that, friends there. Yeah, DC people in general are. I don't know if it's just because it's a it's a formal place. You know what I mean? But it's everybody. It is, yeah, I mean, I think for the for the guys, they get a little black tie sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Emo so. comes out of some frustration of being polite all the time. I really think it is. I've had days there, <laughs> nights there, where you're like, "So we're we gonna go out now?" And they're like, "Of course not. We don't go out. We don't. We don't." And go I'm out. like, Re- "Well, okay. Yeah, no, no, like, no, I no love, drinks. No. It's also an incredibly, club. incredibly boring town. Like, actually, incredibly boring. <laughs> I uh, I had to live there for a few weeks uh, last year, and it is it, like criminally dull. What What are you, one of these occupy urchins? You just put up a box and live in D.C. for three weeks? Yeah, you know, I just I. Uh, What's up with you, man? Fucking yeah, <laughs> deadbeat going to the nation's capital like that? Well, the occupy I office. I some clothes. At least. I just some wandered around Washington D.C. for six weeks. It was pretty wild. <laughs> it rained a lot. I'll tell. I'm on the '90s tip, man. It's nowhere near as radical as Washington State no. in the Northwest, oh. where I come from. Guess what? That's Guess, my That's my you, rep, yo. <clears throat> Like, are, are you fucking sunny day real estate shout out? You know, boom. Are you familiar <laughs> no, with those guys? Are crazy? Are man. you familiar with Evergreen State College? I sh- I've been there. I've been to the radio station. Um, I have got, a, got I, personal friends. I've got town. a story for you, my friend. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> I squatted there for three months. Um, on campus? On campus. Living with three feminist girls with a lot of pubic hair. This sounds great. Awesome. So far. <laughs> awesome. And they no, so you're not paying any rent? And no. you're living with three hairy ladies? Fucking awesome. On yeah. Evergreen. I mean, they have a great library, first of all, and a good cafeteria. Definitely. Good commissary, I've heard. That's, uh, <laughs> that story comes up soon. I, uh, <laughs> I was there, and I, uh, you know, they were... It was really down to earth and cool, and I knew one of the I knew one of the girls from an earlier trip out that I stayed with. But then we all sort of got into a like a fucking Caligula type deal where everyone just kind of like I'm okay, got you're, I'm okay, you're okay with everybody and free love. This, now this is where that town starts to get horrible. No, 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 it's, yeah. Because <laughs> no, if you talk, if you, if you go all polyamy, I'm, you, that's millenniani. Yeah, it is. They're the same tribe. <laughs> Because, no, because everyone should, right? Because ev- the the millennial attitude is everyone should have the right to have everything they want all the time. Yeah, thank you. Which is high. <laughs> they were born with the internet. It's it's the theocrat. Uh, they're not theocrat. So your your view on polyamory is that it's it's bullshit. It's a hustle. It is and a if hustle. If you want to get laid a lot, then go for it, man. Have fun with it. Run with it, kid. But but if you actually like profess that to be love. I don't then think so. it seems like a lot of leverage, which yeah, takes us back to Wall um, Street. I tend to be a one-woman man, or a one-man man. You look like a man who could hold a couple women. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that, that doesn't have to be polyamy. Like, I mean, I think having multiple partners is foxy. If you're right in a single situation, no, that's what Evergreen. But is don't all try about. and fucking have a relationship no, and then no, no. get some shit on the side. Like, no, I mean, I, I always tell the story. What do you work for? Like... Apple Macintosh computers or like <laughs> Spin or whatever they call Lollapalooza? Whoever these fucking assholes are. <laughs> Atlantic that's Records. Vice. Well, yeah, they've gotten better though. They do it. They added. They definitely in the in the day they were like made fun of retarded children and uh, oh yeah women basically yeah midgets and women. Yeah, great, great job. But they have somewhat <laughs> redeemed themselves by doing this Arab desk thing. I mean, they actually are. Turns out they have the budget based on all their date rape and porn to put journalists into the former third world. Now that we're post racial, no one yeah. talks about yeah, it. But, but they still have the do's and don'ts section. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I've so heard that's not pretty. I don't look at it, but I've heard yeah. it's, it's like a bad anal site. It's kind of going to. Yeah. I go in. I just go straight porn when I do that. I <laughs> That's why I get in New Yorker, you know, or the things. New York Times. I just go straight porn. I go anal. You go <laughs> like, watch. You I go cowboy around? wrestling. If I want the news on like hot shit, <laughs> I don't read the arts and leisure Wait, so section. I read the us fucking you, rodeo and you fuck around with anal porn. It's your style. It's, the, it's what everyone wants. <laughs> Face it. I mean, it's the most verboten of all. It is. I don't know if it's the most verboten. Until we find another hole, my friend, that's the one. That's that is like, the that is the forbidden zone. The church is always in any church. You pick your church; they're all going to say like, "Don't do it," and everybody's going to be like, "I need to fuck this thing." Well, another right don't now. do it. <laughs> I was going to say, how many <laughs> guests in this podcast when we say have say don't do it? Don't that's do it. Don't do like it. The yeah, our friend Ray the Bouncer. You're talking. Frank do goes it. to Hollywood now, and you're all on the same page. Relax. <laughs> um, Robert Trump. Relax. Relax. Take a sedative and shit. Michael Bloom Trump. Relax. <laughs> Fucking have a diet soda, you know? Calm I down. Love diet soda. <laughs> uh, anyways, long, long story short, I got kicked out of Evergreen State College. The Washington State Trooper came. It, you say that as if you were enrolled. 
Washington State Trooper came to the fucking dorm and kicked me out like got me out of my ass after but I learned how to uh, give cunnilingus to a woman there which is great thank you and uh, people cried and I left and I bummed around Olympia until I had to leave <laughs> but <laughs> were you run out of town or were you like you self I self left. Well, the the movie Rambo is actually based on uh, Hans's real life experiences of uh, being run out of Evergreen but State the, College. The three nice months. one, man. No, I feel you. I just watched the deluxe edition. <laughs> Brian Dennehy, right? So good, really good because he's really playing against type. Like he's an affable guy, but he's the worst guy in the world in that film. <laughs> well, you see him turn halfway through. He's just like, I really shouldn't have given that guy a hard time. It is, this whole thing could have been avoided. Totally. And I had this colonel at my ass. This this, this sucks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a great. Like, I think they should just send that to the Pentagon. You're like, you know, I get the look feeling at this. they all watched it. Yeah. In a, they watched the first half, maybe. <laughs> they failed to like follow it to its logical. It's bo- once the sun goes down, they get bored. You know, they start texting and they, they don't see how it ends. They're right. they're like, he just took his shirt off. Like it's not interesting anymore. And I'm like, that's when it gets really interesting. Yeah. You know, Stallone in that era, mm. golden man, so natural. Like I love those actors. It's true. The Italian Americans in like the late '70s, '80s, New York. Writers, you know, they were writers, directors. Like people were just trying stuff. It was cool. Yeah. 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 So there's. Italian Americans. Oh yeah, Ga- Gabri's here. Everybody, Gabri. Are you an Italian of Italian uh, extraction, as they say? Yes, I am. Are you a refugee from uh, Mussolini or whoever the who runs Italy now? <laughs> What's that guy? Does oh. anyone run? I don't think anyone's really run he, Italy since World War II. Yeah, it's kind of up in the air right his now. Name, but my, he's kind of running it into the ground. Is, like, yeah. His name is Salvatore Lambretta. Lambretta? Really? No, I just made that up. That sounds. <laughs> like, uh, my, I'm like, yeah. yeah my grandfather actually did fight under Mussolini, though. Under Mussolini. Were you born in, in the states? I was, and uh, my my mom was the first one born in the states. Cool. In New York. Yeah, in the Bronx. I'm uh, my grandfather, mind grandfather. Okay. We're putting also, on the same side, I think. Uh, he, was a, <laughs> he was of Swiss extraction. Uh-huh. And I believe his parents sent him ahead to the States because they sensed that something very ugly was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Good foresight. So I'm a third, second, you know, my dad was born in, in the States, and I'm the next one. Yeah, we're the... I think that's the same stitch. That doesn't make us millennials. This I'm is... afraid I'm... I, I don't think I'm a millennial, but I might... I don't know. Am I? Absolutely not. Okay. No, because you're here. Okay. Or wherever so you are. So, even if she might be my not age, by deed. It might be by age group, but I don't... By I mentality. Yeah, okay, good. It's whatever the this robot oh. outlook is now. Of, you know, I call them the kids, but... <laughs> I definitely work with a lot of them, but you have to. Yeah, that's the that's our world. I mean, I, I do yeah. too. I work with them all the time. If I go out of the house, I work with them mm-hmm. over the street. Well, you teach, right? I've done some of that. Yeah. Do you I teach? Do you have to teach them like to be normal? No, my students are always beautiful. Okay. They're because they're eighteen to twenty. Like I think that you know the coming generation is going to wipe away the field of blood and ruin. That the millennials and God help them, man. And I, when I say God, I don't mean like anything bigger than me. 
<laughs> not in a 12 step or anything you know well it's like a weird age group to be trapped into because you like come from such an old school mentality into like really fast technology and not becoming a douchebag within all of that is probably pretty difficult you know? uh, absolutely so people yeah. just get no, like wedged like in I want to like do an intervention and that's why I've, I've contacted FEMA. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a celebrity of a, of a certain stature. I mean, I, I was signed at DGC, like the David Geffen Company, at the peak of the 90s when, you know, I mean, we got Holy Nirvana. Shit, we had a lot of good bands. <laughs> uh, we had, I mean, we even had Morrissey for a second. Can you tell us? Like, that's us. the crazy thing about my old label. And I, I want to use that platform now to kind of kick jump this idea that um, we should just euthanize these this certain species of millennial and FEMA has agreed to provide coffins <laughs> so we're, we're drawing them to the Midwest at a music festival which is going to be called Dusha Palaka <laughs> and Burning Dusha Palaka uh, the white the white stripes is going to be there and like you know Wampire and all these wonderful bands and they're going to come and they're going to drink Kool-Aid and share bracelets and do selfies and then they just kind of go to bed. Do they get a lot of swag first? Uh, there are tons. They'll be buried with all their swag, like Egyptian, the Egyptian. That's really kings all they and want, anyway, that they right? <laughs> yeah, and they'll get their own, um, you know, dividend and brand and marriage and uh, <laughs> probably we're gonna put we've out now. Fema and I have been working on this. We've like extended the coffin a little bit for two point five children, so they can hit that quota. And. Uh, and that's it and then we're going to start over with these new you know the kids that I teach and children of my friends who are like you know 13, 12, 5 any age now you're, you're fine there was just a millennial blip that happened around 2001 or you know 2000 it could have been 99 it could have been the year punk broke like 97 <laughs> it's pretty rough the, on the a lot that of classic that's rough <laughs> that's just my cool. theory but I, I, I you know I read the, the, uh, the um, Vigilant Citizen do you really? That's so fucking well, only great. since I heard your show. Ah. Now, I mean, now that's why I wake up and smell the coffee, dude. Get on it. But I... So, your major connections, the John Kalodners of the world, your major big-time music connections, you could get our podcast into the stratosphere if you wanted. I'd like to try. Thank you. Would you try for us? When's the last time yeah, David Geffen called you? Yeah, was it? Like it, it doesn't you seem know, like he's being a good friend lately. Listen, let me tell you something. I never met David, and I'm a little upset about it. All right, I met Courtney. You know, I met Kurt. I met all the artists. I had a wonderful A&R person there. Great guy. Uh, everyone there was cool, but I never met David, and I have not. My phone has been quiet since for two decades now. <laughs> That's kind of horseshit. Oh, isn't this enough? For two decades now. Like, listen, they brought down our towers. They took down our grunge. <laughs> Without provocation, they hated our freedom, and they took it down from within and from without. Okay, I'm not saying that it's. I'm saying, em, you know, some of these empty, empty television executives, also within the United States, within our own borders, decided to dismantle music. And we've lost a lot of soldiers out here. All right, I'm a big supporter of the troops. I am. If I was big enough to do a USO. And I'm going to be, right, because of this fucking <laughs> podcast. 300 followers. You know, I, I'm with Colbert, man. I'm, I want to go over and get my head shaved and, like, 
do ride the rodeo thing like John Travolta and Urban Cowboy. I want to do everything. I want to go out there and fire an RPG. I love fucking guns. You might have to play some new metal first. Yeah, I can do. I'm a good guitar player and I'm a great singer, which they never said about me in the press. <laughs> so I always they think, gloss that over. We we felt a similar pain in our uh, our past. <laughs> the guy we have who sings for our band is. Um, an abject failure at vocals in uh, but, you're saying but he tries real yeah, hard no, we would have to corner him when we would record <laughs> we'd have to we, when we'd be recording because it would be Andrew would be like good cop bad cop I would be the Brian Dennehy I really would I'd be like look you need to fucking do that again and then he would go in actually no you were kind of a dickhead too now at this point when we record I just, just I him. just press the button and I just berate him for 30 seconds in between takes and then it gets better each time and eventually it reaches a point where it's you know passable with plugins and uh, and auto tuning and uh, and another person that I hire to sing his part secretly and No because we have footage Jesus. of So you guys him. aren't a band you're just a you're just a hierarchy It's a it's a collective of dysfunction you yes. sit in the control booth and I say do. this to your bandmates. Yeah. No, no, it's really. <laughs> Man, I never true. got away with that, and I'm like notorious for kicking people out or kick, self kicking myself out of bands. I would never be do. You're crazy. My favorite that was when we had the you, camera man. in the vocal booth, and I would punch in with, "All right, that was oh, good. Now I want you to pull your dick out because right now I don't believe you have one. Try it again." I and you know, you kind of get Steve Albini. Yeah, Jeez, more or less, dude. How are you on? Uh, let's do it, man. Uh, let's do drums and bass. Like we'll, take, we'll cut it right here in the cat box. <laughs> the cat it's box. Time to go. The cat box is right there. Um, I have a question for you. As you know, reunion fever has gripped, uh, absolutely gripped our nation. Everything, massive, everything, massive stuff. Everything old is new again. What is keeping you from reuniting with your bandmates from your? 90s band well I think it's the same for everyone you know you the only thing keeping you back is yourself really your self image and you know you when people lose their their love of playing music mm-hmm. which is usually what happens with when bands become professional at some point or another okay you forget music first of all and that's a huge mistake which I made I made it in every band I've been in what do you mean? Like, take us deeper on. I, I, this is the interview portion of it. <laughs> well, what do you I'm mean? Gonna, I'm going to move into my. Because uh, then I'm going to tell you how I left. Should I buy more so beer? How I, yeah, please. Is this the end of the Tecate? It is. I'll it's, go get more. Really? Sure. All right, I got I got five dollars for the you know the pop. Let's get some fucking malt liquor, yo. Like some oldie. Let's do it. Do you I'm have taking requests. Or, or just or just uh, Polish. Polish we can do. That's not a problem or around Prague, here. Like a Czech beer, is, I've heard, is really good. It's, I've a, heard, it's all here. I don't drink it myself. I'm straight edge. But <laughs> just like be around it. tell me that straight the beer edge. from Prague is quite quite good. Mm. Let's do it. Well, you've been abstaining all night, so. All right. Let's do this. You know me. I'll drink any old fucking bilge out of a hubcap. So you got so what happened? I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, a phrase from my girlfriend. I'm gonna because she actually was from this movement. What you're telling me right now is that somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. you guys broke edge. Uh, I did. And that's why the band <clears throat> fell apart. <laughs> Listen, I've heard this story a thousand times, okay? And you guys need to get over it, man. People it just wasn't the up. same afterwards. I'll tell you what, though. I, uh, <clears throat> well, you were telling your story, so continue. No, that was how... I'm telling your story. <laughs> okay, please tell my story. <laughs> tell me your I, story. I left the band because uh, I was... Well, I won't even fucking go into the clinical fucking 
lock up fucking mental. I just lost the band because I had really good sex with a girl once. And then I decided I was in love. And she lived in Seattle. And I couldn't get it out of my mind, man. And it, Where did you meet her? On the internet. You are lame, dude. You are a millennial. <laughs> That's straight up millennial behavior. That is straight up millennial you, you got behavior. You've like 85% more women than men in New York. If and, you, and you're meeting someone on the internet. If you want to if you want to feel You need a, to get out there, ginger ginger stash and like fucking <laughs> rocket, dude. I've never been so happy to get my balls busted in my life. <laughs> Just go to a bar and get wasted and wait for someone to fall on you. Yeah, welcome to Albany, that, New York, of course. That happens all the time. So why wouldn't why do you need that in Seattle? Are you crazy? Oh you had sex and it was good. It was good. It was yeah. real good. Okay. You no, know, you I mean you know that like uh, I mean I was assuming you've had sex before. Um It's that really good sex. Well, sex and love are a reordering of the whole mental hierarchy, I think. That's true. For, especially when you're young. It's oh like, my God. It's crazy. It'll it's really... an intoxication. Well, this happened when I was 31. Yeah. Our, our mm. listeners will understand at this point that uh, <laughs> that Blake has not heard episode 10. Episode <laughs> the, 10. The three-hour extravaganza <clears throat> about uh, Hans losing his mind over this On to car. Europe, when you're playing in Europe, uh, which you can plug at the end of the podcast. Um, or now, if you like, whatever. Uh... Uh, listen to episode 10, because it's the that lowest, m- most darkest band story you would ever want to hear. And I know, and you've seen some shit, I can imagine. All right, um, listen, Hansi, I've got a question for you, because okay. I sense this is going to go on for a little time. Okay, sure. Is it possible to smoke a cigarette while I listen to this story, or should I go outside the house? We can pause this. Andrew's house, yeah, we can pause it. Okay, no, no, we can keep going. I just want to know if, what the, the situation oh, was. Oh, yeah, that's not right. Because I am a, um, a tobacco yonkie, as they say. <laughs> a I, in Berlin, well, sometime uh, in the 90s, I picked up a small um, a fondness, an appreciation, we say. Well, since we're waiting for more beers anyway, why don't we uh, pause yes. right now? Three, two, one, pause. Yeah, I always wonder about that if you like, because I have, I'm totally into like doing voiceovers or any kind of work where I'm just like using my audio skills Mm -hmm. to make rent. And I wonder, like, do you, I I feel like there are ways in which you can kind of put your artistry into a commercial contract subtly. Like, yeah. You maybe you. In a, in a really remote way make an editorial decision by saying like you know what I'm not going to do this like tits and ass thing or this like bulimia thing that the corporate parent wants but I'm just going to augment it I'm not sure no you know, I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> thankful, I, I actually used to work for Victoria's Secret which is kind of a funny weird it's a good store <laughs> I mean, yeah, I used to buy my, I bought my girlfriend a teddy, like, for the first gift I bought my high school girlfriend, and it was a big deal. We the were best, psyched. The yeah, best yeah. story Like, ever. she, you know, I picked it out, and I was like, do you like this? And, like, the night I gave it to her, she was like, I think you're great. 
Yeah. I gotta tell it's, you, it was pretty hot that well, night. We had like a lot, and I'm we sure, never used yeah. it again, of course, because we were high school. We were just like, we don't need that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ritual was really beautiful, yeah. and she really dug it, and wait, we had so, like a hot time together. And it, I was like, this, I can get into that. Wait, yeah. so well, hold on. This is where I my wheelhouse is the dirty parts of the of the world podcast wise and I haven't found I, my wheelhouse yet I just say yes a lot <laughs> <laughs> yep uh-huh. you yep. bought your high school girlfriend a teddy which is I consider the most sexy piece of clothing you can buy somebody do you own a teddy I Big do Gabri? she does well I work for Victoria's yeah Secret, I mean so. I mean, she's gotta have a teddy or ted, probably have ted, tens of teddies <laughs> yeah you have tens of teddies <laughs> what are you ten teddies I, have, <laughs> I have ten teddies oh my god so then you had a hot not a hot time due to the teddy that's exactly true Chuck that's exactly you what couldn't, happened you couldn't resist it, no it was more into of an undressing fan. yeah and you're it, feeding into her fantasy a little bit too I mean that's part of it I mean well she went in she went away as I recall like she went away to the bathroom with the teddy and she came back and it was like magic I was suddenly in like a, a, a romantic like I want to say, a hip hop commercial for a cologne or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> she just walked You're in, in a with this puff daddy video. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of that aesthetic that those guys push out there, but it was like this very soft light around her. She was standing in the doorway, and then like I'm like, all right, this is great. I can't tell you how many doworway soft lighting photo shoots I had to deal with at Victoria's <laughs> Secret. <laughs> <It seems like laughs> this right is where work. it's coming from, okay? But I mean, it, it is a it's a fantasy, and it's. It's, it has its place, you know, but it, it was weird to work there, for sure. Not to bring bring you guys down. Well, because, I mean, I think what you do... We paused and things like, got weird. is not having romantic sex. It's selling shit. So it's that's like always going to be a very different... Retouching the wrinkles out of a 22-year-old's, like, you know... Oh, well, fuck her crevice. for having wrinkles. You know I, mean? I mean, she should go to the fucking gym more and eat less. Right? Just not be getting paid 20 grand a day or whatever. No fucking way. Yeah. Yeah, you can have wrinkles at that age. 22 is, it's, I mean. No, but it's like, if your arm bends in a weird way, they like retouch it. <laughs> but, Unreal. You know. When, anyway, I, when I was 22, I was, uh, I had too much beer, by the way. When I was 22, I, uh, I was in perfect shape. I played uh, semi-pro football. I what, was, what was your position? Uh, strong safety. That sounds good. Uh, That's, are you sure that wasn't your uh, hardcore band back there in Rochester or whatever? Uh, I was in the strong whole, safety. I, it was like ensign with like my, five dudes. Ensign, God, you just <laughs> name checked ensign. That's amazing. You know what's really strong safety? Actually, kind of a better name. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I was in a band. I can see the font, dude. I'm like feeling it. I'm getting sentiments right now. Blake, you, Blake, you are, you are, uh, uh, you are a musician. Uh, I'm, you've, I'm sure you've heard of the band Burning Bridges from Albany, New York. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we were no, on I read that. It was Albany a Clint, it was Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep, right? And they like they met on a photo. Unbelievable! Album. Can you do the podcast? They had sex under a bridge or something, and then. <laughs> No, I wish really you could bring it up. I wish stuff. you could bring the video up right now. I sung for a hardcore band, and we were straight edge. I was straight edge, and it was awesome. And we even we did a reunion, like a t- um, festival kind of thing. No, just in the local bar, where we were like, 
Uh, here we go. Remember that time where we played those shows? Here we go. Did you do it here or upstate or both? Uh, in Albany. That's it. We were supposed to do Albany. a string of shows, but the attendance was... Lackluster. Underwhelming. <laughs> and we realized that, <clears throat> whereas Hardcore is very much into not forgetting, everybody forgot. <laughs> Nobody so. particularly wants to remember. And no then, one wants to forget. No one's really feeling to remember. Wait a minute. Are you guys mad at your fans for not coming to your reunion show? Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? I'm here? terminally yes. mad at my fans for everything, but that's that's neither here nor well, that's, there. No, that's that's your job. That's, yeah, no Fuck question. Them. Like, I hate fans. Our, our you know, saying at this you know, point Prince, is delete all fans. Prince. Prince calls them friends. I love my friends. I love the people that really listen to the music I make and like listen to the lyrics and they're like, hey man, I, I relate to this. Fans? With a PH? And I'm almost going to have a PhD in like five years. Fuck. <laughs> fuck fans. <laughs> that's, what, that's the millennials, man. The millennials are fans of anything they can like, twit, tweet, thumb, Finger. <laughs> thumb, thumb, ass finger. Yeah, I mean they're so lazy, man. There's no work ethic with this generation. Like the millennials, they don't know what. They just want to twit. They want to like twat when they're like doing customer service. And they're like, can I get you something? I work in a bar, you know. Like it took me a lot of work to fucking learn my trade. And it, I went. I worked as a, I work as a bartender, whether I'm depressed or happy. Mm-hmm. And either way, I treat someone with total respect. Yeah. Like anybody who walks into the shop, I don't own it. I'm there earning tips. Not even a wage, as some of these little millennials assume. Like, oh, whatever, he's getting paid. If you're a bartender, you're not getting paid. You get a $3 check, which is zero every mm-hmm. month. It's like a tax burden. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, and uh, I, d- I can do it depressed or happy. So, as a bartender, I'll ask you this question. I Two things, actually. Yeah, we might um, want to talk about Rocky because you got a real, real feline situation going on. I do have a feline situation with she. I think you might have a hot, hot lady on your foot. <laughs> They're gonna spend I the night hot. together tonight. I've got really? a really mad cuddles. Could you? No, she already knows it, dude. You're the last yeah, guy to wake knows. up to this party. <laughs> Could you leave me alone? Because I've got a hot lady on my foot. <laughs> Could y'all go in the other room and close the door? Close the door. She is so psyched to spend the night with you, dude. I can't wait. Money don't matter tonight. She's got your scent. To her, man. It was fucking awesome. Well, why did you cut that? Do that doobies track again? Yeah. So depend, depending on you, <laughs> <laughs> darling. I'm always here for your rescue. Great song, man. Thirsty song. The dude's like, I'm Seriously, always here yeah. for your rescue. Listen, I'm I'm by the phone. Yeah, I'm waiting for the fucking call. I'm at my fucking white. Just me con- again, just calling to see because I'm in my I was rental away house from the phone in the Hollywood second, Hills near the And studio. you might have called, and I just wanted to make sure that if you called, that I was here. So I'm here now. So call me back. But right, not only that, I'm in two places right now. I'm thinking of. I mean, first of all, Cable Guy. I've never seen it. One of the one of the greatest American comic films ever made. Okay. And when Carrie is just repeatedly calling Broderick and saying, "Has that ever happened to you?" And I thought I might have missed the call. And let's, let's face it, Andy. You sound great by about twenty years because that's now and it's not good. Has that happened to you? And there's a whole Jefferson Airplane scene. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> the, with the, absolutely. There's so much in that film, but I, I'm also thinking of Cliffhanger. Oh one my god! One of the god. great, great action. Um, Emotional like emo dramas of all time, emo action pictures. I don't know. I think one one of the best. Which, scene, sorry. Point, point Break, dude. Wait, 
I just gave that to my girlfriend and her son tonight to review. <laughs> there will be a test later. Yeah. Yeah, we started surfing together. Like, did you really? I took up surfing. Uh, listen, I wanted. I didn't want to come out anywhere else because I know overnight is like the number one podcast in America. That's true. No yeah. question. <laughs> and I thought this was the venue for me to do it in. And I looked at you know I got a lot of offers. All right. Okay, I mean, okay. I had some chat rooms that were chatting me up. <laughs> I had a couple like Dirk Diggler's double donger. You know, was like totally fully ready to run it and um, whatever. You know, like some shit like. Perfect. Fucking Facebook wanted it, and uh, what was that? Uh, you brought it to the drive. Yeah, we, we got I, the contract always, on this man. one. So you've started exclusive. Your, uh, an overnight drive exclusive. Blake has started surfing uh, in New York, and has introduced his girlfriend and her child. Hans, to, look, you know, <clears throat> I mean, people ask me this stuff all the time, and it was creating tension in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few friends, some family that are angry with me. They're frustrated with me. That's okay. the word. That's the word we use. But I'm 46 years old. I was born on May 21st, 1967, to uh, very young parents in Berkeley, California. Right? I was at Alta Bates Hospital. I was born about nine o nine something in the evening, and I am a I'm a cusper. I'm a I'm a Gemini, but I'm also a Taurus. Okay. Which is a real predicament. Any, any, probably some of these young millennials might even understand it. I don't know. (laughs) That means that you're both, you know, poly excited about (laughs) material, and you're obstinate, and you really put your, you're a bull. You put your, you put your heels in the sand. Right. Yeah. So, like, so I'm saying, I'm, I want to come out as 46 years old. All right. Great. I'm, uh, I'm in a good place in my life, and I. I've always wanted to return to the ocean. It's the thing I actually think the coast, freedom, and danger are what brought me into the world. My mother was the ocean. And I'm going, I'm, I've started surfing at 46 years old. Do you want me to say it? Do it. Do you want me to say it? Say I'll it, say it. Say it straight say loud. And say I, it proud. straight out. I surf with my girlfriend. All right, she's 35. We've got a 10 year difference, and that. People frown on that, but that's, it's that's my style. It's though, not man. just the nah, hot that's sex. Me and it's it's not just the hot sex. It's that's not, there. That's there. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's there. But All that's right. not it. That's my wheelhouse. Ten years younger. Boom. That's what Andrew and I are mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Ten years. Well, it it can be clearly it can be done, and I need this right now because I'm all alone out here. And listen, I'm gonna add another thing to the mix. She, she's got a 12 year old son, so I'm dating um, you know a woman who's been a single mother who's been a been a lot of stuff and I'm taking you know I'm like this is good and this this young man and I we go surfing together in you the rock along? absolutely we're the same person I mean I won't presume that but I, I mean we're it's wonderful to be a kid with a young boy is it weird for her that she's dating uh, her son <laughs> she likes it <laughs> she loves, because she loves her son yeah so she's well, like this is go. even better in. Like, so in. And she loves- where do you guys go surfing Rockaways we're there every Friday. Got to rebuild it. Got to restore Listen, it. We're going to be stopped now like, because you said section? that. That's right. Sixty-eight or uh, I want to. Uh, I think on it's the like air, ninety-eight. It's I'm like, like ninety-eight percent sur- uncertain. You know, I don't know shit. <laughs> it's like the, the surfboards <laughs> and boogie boards only section. Yeah, yeah that's where we yeah. go. Cool. So I'm just I, like I'm bare, I'm a skateboarder by by trade. 
you know, I'm a guitarist, I guess, officially, but I used to skate. But I, uh, I've, I've been standing up lately, and, like, I go with a surf instructor, neighborhood guy who I love. So we're going out, what, yeah, we're going out on a, we're going tomorrow at 9, actually. Nice. Point break. I'll wait until 10.30 to release this. That way, by the time, uh, yeah, by the time everyone reads it or fans. listens to it, you'll be, you know, safely gone. Yeah. yeah. No soft avocado kids will be running <coughs> through the surf uh, asking to go get a burrito with them. They haven't done the work. Let's they should be away out there. taco together. Do you anticipate no. soft burrito kids uh, asking you or approaching you in Europe? Uh, no, I don't. That's interesting because I've found most European fans that I've dealt with to be the softest, like the like like little cuddle monsters. You know, they're <laughs> like they're they're often they're barely people. Um. I wonder you if you're, you're playing to a drastically good way. Like, can you put your finger well, through the floor? We've had a we've had a European <laughs> thing. European Europe's vacation. always really good. To, well, not always good to us, but Europe is usually good to us in that we're paid well. We sleep somewhere warm and safe generally, uh, and uh, that's you know there are extremes to that graph. You know, like it's a little weird sometimes. Um. But then <laughs> we. What just happened? I just thought about the uh, many Sean Duty stories. Oh so. yeah, I wish Sean Duty could have been here tonight to relay some of them. Uh, but then we deal with. Good, thank you. Yeah, like s- the these soft, soft little kids who just never dealt with reality. Uh, there was a tour I thank you. Give me countries, man. Come on, Germany, Germany, yeah. Germany, one hundred percent Germany. Oh, they're very sensitive there. Unbelievably like, sensitive. We got banned from venues because our singer. Talked about what? I don't even know why. What happened? Who even know? He talked about prostitutes. Then he did a video where there was women that they didn't like. You know, there was one Dude, kid. What are you? Are you like to. four punch or something? What the I don't, fuck? It are, are you some like it makes dirty no hardcore sense. band? <laughs> no. There was well, a we kid who totally laid back. told him that <laughs> he would actively seek to close any museum exhibit that would offend any person in any way. <laughs> that's like that's yeah. That is mental behavior. That's fucking insane. No, man. That's 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 what I love about Germany. Because they're like they're in, they, they go for it. They really do go for it. No doubt. No, I was telling I was telling my girlfriend this. Like, you know, the first four times I went there, I was we like jawbreaker. We just battled. We were just like, fuck you guys. Man. <laughs> they're like, we came all this way for you to tell us we suck. Like they were way too upfront with their opinions. Oh, they love that shit. And they would, like, really wanted to get fucking, you know, Vanna Herzog on this, like, you know, <laughs> you you don't understand anything. You do, you don't know. You're dying. Too much bullshit studies. talking. No, they have too much bullshit. So you you'd play, don't play long enough, but we don't like you anyway. Yeah, that's, see, that's the best. That's why you, you gotta embrace it, man, because you want that? Do you want... I'm going to just go Minuteman, man. Do you want New Wave or do you want the truth? True. Because the truth is in Germany. You want New Wave, you go play one of these festivals and be like, dude, it was awesome when you did track eight from fucking disc eight. You want that or do you want some guy like, fucking you, you are going to die and you don't even know it with your music. Do yes. I live in a world where I have to make There's this choice? Isn't there a place yes. where I can play to rational adults? But also, not possible? But also, please no. please sleep on our lice couch and eat our breakfast <laughs> the next day. <laughs> listen, Holy man. Shit. Listen. In Germany, they don't allow lice. No? 
Yeah, history proves. Oh yes, they are like <laughs> hygienic to the scariest degree. You know, so, we need uh, actually you can't. That, but, uh, but you don't have to worry about bugs in a German <laughs> house. There's going to be like a lot of good bread rolls, cheese, yeah. nationalist talk once in a while, but not in the houses I stay at. They're all like those guys are cool. They yeah, get really, really nice. wound they're, up they're when you urinate man. standing up yeah. in Germany. It's weird. Because they have those weird shelf toilets. We and used you, to stay you uh, piss and your piss sprays everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Shelf well, the shelf toilets where you shit and not like it's here. Awful. It's you like shit an in awful the technology. It's terrible. But as you shit onto a shelf and it's just there it is. Oh, but, man, you Whoa. guys are from a... Fuck you. You're so suburban, man. That is, <laughs> that is like the most unreconstructed piece of like fucking Lowe's hardware bullshit I've ever heard. That's true. <laughs> get Lowe's over it, man. Like... Give up your hand soap and get a fucking hand job first. <laughs> Go dirty, man. I'm going to Berlin, dude. And I've got a girlfriend. I can't even... I'm just going to jack off and think about what could have happened. Holy shit. Yeah, I just did that. That's but great. whatever, I'm Chris Laga. I spit, you know. People yeah. can't handle it. Oh, man. <laughs> Perfect. You know what? On that note, I'm pulling the plug on this because we're not getting any better than that at this we're point. We're getting drunker, but <laughs> we're definitely getting drunker. So, Blake, thank you. We so really much. appreciate being on the drive. This has been informative. Would you like to and, come back uh, sometime? Strange. I, I, you know, I'm a, a Chris is a fleeting figure, so he like he's like the shadow man. He'll like <laughs> dart in on some shit. He's like Doctor Sachs, basically. I'll take that as a no. The door is no, that's, a, that's a big yes. Okay, good. <laughs> but that's a because, big furtive yes. Because you have proved yourself very worthy to be on the drive <laughs> by talking about jerking off and being self-deprecating and also having moments. Wait, of I sh- never deprecated myself. <laughs> okay. I didn't, for the record. No, you didn't actually. Hans, okay. Be fair. Okay, fine. You didn't. I never said anything. No, he's never. He ne- I only said things against other people who haven't learned enough yet. Soft ass fucking fans who want to take you out for burritos. No, no, I mean I'm talking about like ex girlfriends, mm. other people. We can talk about. We can talk about ex girlfriends. No, no, <laughs> no, no, Fima. no, no. Fema. We never really got there, but that might be for a maybe it's a future cast. Future cast. We can do this once a month. You guys got to lead with. You got the technology on that. I don't know about this. This thing. I have to do some serious research. We could do that once a month. No, no, because you're local. No, I'm semi-local. I am local, you know. And I, I will say, can I give a little farewell here yeah. since we're on the, on the wires? Right on. I said this a lot on this tour in, in the U.S., but I've always been very upset that no one ever recognized that I'm from Brooklyn. In the sense that I've been living here in the same studio apartment for about 18 years. You've lived here longer right? than you've lived in California, right? I'm 46. Yeah. So somebody's got to do the math. It's not going to be me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Let me get not Siri. After, not after two's vi and many tecates. But no, yeah, absolutely. Like I, it's the longest I've lived in a single place. I've moved a lot in my life. Um. But it upsets me that whenever I would play music, people are like, oh, it's 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 like I grew up in a town called Jawbreaker, who were from Oakland. It's <laughs> yeah, you know? so true. And I'm like, fuck that, man. Like, I lived in Oakland. I lived in the Mission. I lived in L.A. I lived in Portland, Oregon. I lived in Denver. I, I, I lived in Washington. Boulder. I, well, I spent a three-day weekend with some hairy girls in Olympia. Uh, isn't so oh, isn't this so You just this, hit Hans' soft spot a quick, right there. A quick aside. Do you, do you prefer a hairy I woman? No. 
I like I like women. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for thank you for validating because everybody Whatever's gets something. Yeah, I'm, I'm own I'm al fresco, man. I'm like thank a you, wild man. Thank you. You hear that podcast? Everyone gives me shit. Yeah, get over can... your shit. Millennials are all like, they're all like axe and like squeaky, waxy, clean, like nasty shit. Man, uh-uh. those people are aliens, dude. I want I some. I, I want fuck a mannequin if I needed that. Thank you. Thank you. I want some hair. I want some. I want some hair on my lips. Thank you. I said I was going to top that, and apparently, or we wouldn't wouldn't top that, and apparently I'm wrong. Uh, so here good. we go. You're a man after my own heart, and I'm so glad to meet you. It's great. Um, greet, uh, greet, as the Scots say, greet. which are really my original Highland people. <laughs> greet. So you identify mostly as Scottish. We had a question about Scotland well, uh, earlier today, so you, we can add you to the list of uh, <laughs> quality Scottish products. Perfect. Well, you got to go to big country, you know, Stuart. I, oh, I love big Don't country. get me started. We'll when go we for another hour in big country. St- the solo material, the whole catalog, man. That's, that's, I think that's my people's. We toured in Scotland. We played Dundee, and... We met a dude who looked exactly like the singer from. Oh yeah, he was from, really going for it. But he it worked there, at the yeah. Tesco's, and we saw him the next. He played in a band that opened for us, and he was like going for it and fucking awesome. And then he, we worked in a Tesco's, and we went to the Tesco's the next day to pick up shit because we had to drive to like London. It was like a six-hour drive. And he just gave us this look like he wished he could come with us, and he was just like, "Oh, you guys were so great," and we we're just like. I, just, I need peanuts. Where are the peanuts, man? Yeah, the, <laughs> I need nuts for this drive, Where dude. are the dry falafel balls? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to throw that little boy in your, your van and just take him with you? I'll take I'll take everyone with us. That's it's the tour right. that Andrew lost his wallet. <laughs> dude, Good that and sucked. Good I move. left my wallet in London. That was a rough Ooh, scene. Like with your ID? With, with everything. With his ID in about in 750 euros. Yeah, it was every, I got it back. It, it's... Everyone got really mad at me for making us drive back to London. I, it I was, oh, you were loving it. But I was your champion. I was like, we need to get Andrew's wallet. And they're like, those fucking do it. Those Germans, we're, man. We're going to we're we're gonna miss a show. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck a show. Fuck I'm a like, show, man. I said that. I'll tell you what happens. Yeah, like some sweaty kid's going to talk to you. We're going to play bad. We're going to fucking sleep somewhere uncomfortable. Give me my fucking wallet. I had back. your back, motherfucker. We, were, we had some dude, <laughs> some dude driving us. And he's like, I don't know, we have a schedule to keep. And I'm like, fuck that. Let's find Andrew's wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a great point, man. Like, I, I dealt with that with Jawbreaker and, like, all my bands when we were in Europe. I think you really find out who your bandmates are when there's that moment of, like, we're going to miss the big gig, or are we going to go back for your jacket that, <laughs> that your sister gave you yep. for, like, communion or something. Yeah. And I really feel like you find your people where they're like, if anyone has the clarity of mind to say, like, you know what? Fuck the show. Like, this is your life. Let's go get over it, Hans. Not, I mean, I'm speaking of the German. Word, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Bad choice. Other Hans. <laughs> or whatever it is, you know. Perfect. Get over it, Blixa. <laughs> like, we're going to miss the show. You're going to have to call them on a, a dedicated telephone. That's a landline. Like, Here is Reina. So we phone will is not be able to make the show this evening. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's no. a whole bunch of self-abasing twerps like us. Thank you. So yeah, fucking, that's where you find your bandmates, man. No doubt. In the shit. In the you know, shit. In the, thick of in the it. trenches. All right. Do you this have any? Has been, as we oh, as we, breaks? As we have, well, now we have a celebrity guest. We had um, Ray the Bouncer from Albany. You know, I have uh, on the same level. We have Blake Schwarzenbach. Um, <clears throat> yes, definitely. Do you have any parting words for 
all of our followers who, uh, in the, or who are in the thousands at this point. Parting words for them. Well, I would say first of all, you should you should definitely be following me first. <laughs> and then I would I think I would add to that like you know if you feel I, I, want, I want to amend a certain mantra that we have in New York City and the subway systems here the TA what do they call it the TSA the MTA MTA thank you I was thinking of that Wilco lyric the uh, MTA which is the you know Chicago but uh, yeah, the TSA. If you're ever down in the TSA, you know you see these posters that say like, "If you something something." And I'm saying like to the young artists that listen to this podcast, and probably to my groups, because I'm kind of the greatest, basically the greatest <laughs> living. Well, uh, let's sort of a national treasure. I am, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. it's funny. It's been very hard for me to be humble. That I'm. People don't know this, but I'm actually the most famous and only MC. From Kensington, Brooklyn. Okay, there are, as far as I know, there's no other practicing MCs in the Windsor Terrace, Kensington, the South Slope area. Can you give us our the best Windsor Terrace accent? I can. I well, it's so many. It's a polyphony. You know, it's a, so lot, of, a lot of folks out there. Okay, good. So, I would say that uh, to to these young you know, millennials who might be struggling or people who were uh, pre or post millennial or inter millennial. Like if you, I would amend that statement that you see on the subway to say that if you feel something, do something. Right on. I, that's I, my, do, that's I tend my to, message for you guys. I tend to do that uh, every day, much to my peril, but I do. That. <laughs> <clears throat> I do. Um, thank you so much. I know you could be anywhere else in the world, but you decided to be here, and we appreciate that very much. Pleasure to be on the drive. All right, yeah, just just along for the ride, man. All right, man, and we're on our way to Albuquerque. If you ever uh, if you need to <laughs> drop you off, if you ever need to ride again, let me know. Let us know. All right, this has been uh, episode thirty-two. 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 All right, my math is sort of back on track. Um. Tell your weird friends. We uh, we appreciate it. What do you guys got to plug before we go? You got anything? Well, uh, defer to you. What do you have to plug? In oh, I got Europe? nothing, man. I'm, I've got no band. I'm a mess. I'm a solo artist. I'm going to Europe in, on Wednesday. Yeah. So if you're out there in the Germans, uh, Slovenia, Croatia, Budapest, Prague, Italian, Itali- I will be doing four Italian dates. Awesome. Uh, come out and see me. And uh, if you're in Moscow, Petersburg, and the two other... Russian cities I was supposed to play I wish I could have been there but my tour manager told me we're basically going to be arrested or ass-fucked by Putin's thugs because I look homosexual no one will ever know until they fuck me (laughs) (laughs) but whatever he thought it wouldn't be a good idea for this guy wearing pink to come in there and like get all sexy. So. They can't dress you like Steve McQueen for four dates or something like you that. Know, you I jump thought, over a motorcycle. Yeah, I, mean, I could do it, man. My girl's a stylist. You know, we could definitely pull the shit off. I just need Ali McGraw to go with me. <laughs> but whatever. That's you know, he's a whale rider. What are you gonna do with that kid? 
God damn it. <laughs> so that's all I got to plug. Nothing. I got nothing for sale. I got nothing. I do, I'll just be out there. Come come see me and buy me a Chianti, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I got shit. So uh, let's just end this fucking podcast cool. on a great I actually note. got something. We got uh, self-defense in Brooklyn on uh, September 29th. Sunday. Yeah. Fucking barf noise. Uh, details to follow. I'm sure if you follow this or are interneting uh, somewhere at some point in some time, you'll, uh, you'll find details on that. Um, that's it. Um, want to thank our guests. Want to thank Hans for uh, driving down here. Want to thank Gabriel for getting us beer. Want to thank the cat for definitely shitting while we uh, <laughs> while we did the end of this because it smells real bad in here. That might be me. And we'll be back next week with thirty three. Which will uh, be way less interesting. Way hey. less interesting. And good luck, uh, good luck, Blake, on your flight to Europe. Let's cue the music. Uh, I'm just gonna put the dildo in a Dr. Dre um, pill box. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell them, and if they ask me anything, I'm just be like, "Look, dude, it's a FEMA coffin. Get over yourself." I'm fucking Alexander Blake Schwarzenbach. I'm an MA. You know, I was in Jawbreaker on GPC. Probably the kids have heard of it or some shit. I mean, they love me on travel. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And then I realized it's time for me to go So I stopped and jumped in the vehicle It's like this because of that hoot ride And W-Ways wanted for a homicide Cause I'm the type of nigga that's built to last Fuck with me, I put my foot in your ass See, I don't give a fuck cause I keep bellin', bellin'. Yo, what the fuck are they yelling? Just hanging, some dope dealing, some gang banging. We decide to roll and we deep. See a nigga on dates and we creep real slow. And before you know, I had my shotgun pointed in the window. He got scared and hit the gas. Right then, I knew I had to smoke his ass. He kept rolling, I jumped in the bucket. We couldn't catch him, so I said fuck it. Then we headed right back to the fort, sweating all the bitches in the biker shorts. We didn't get.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.